0: Love talk, Radio. I'll
1: have I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. Some weary days Day. Ah, I walk on blood. Sometimes
2: the clouds hang low. I can hardly see the
1: road. I ask the Lord, Lord, why so much pain, but he knows what's best for me. Say, thank you, Lord. I I want some complain. God has been so good to me. Has he been good? He's been good to me than this whole world are you could ever be. So oh, I just say, thank you, I've been lying on, but thank you, Lord. I've been talked about, but thank you, Lord. I've been misunderstood, but thank you, Lord. You might be beat by rapping with pain, but thank you, Lord. That bills I do. don't know where the money's coming from, but
3: thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, I won't, hey, I won't
0: complain. Yes, the songwriter says that I won't complain. God bless you. You're listening to the Five-Fold Ministry Broadcast. And we have none other than the burning bush, non-denominational church of God on the phone, Apostle Alexander Lockamy. I'll say it again. I've been telling you all week that we have the man of God, the man who had that wisdom gift, who can go behind the veil and break the word of truth and tell us what thus said the Lord of hosts. We are so blessed to have him on the phone, and we have a special treat tonight. His whole family is coming to greet us for this holiday season. Let us get ready to receive them now. Hello, Apostle Lockamy. Hello, Dad.
4: Good evening. How are you?
0: I am blessed of the Lord now that I have the family on the phone. How's everybody?
1: Doing wonderful, yeah. wonderful.
0: I wanna hear a hello, a real loud hello from everybody. Hello. hello. Yes. <laughs> I am still thinking about the twenty grandchildren that Apostle has and let us hear from his lovely wife. Will you come to the phone and say hello to us, Mrs. Lockery, first lady? Good evening. Good evening. How are you about to Good evening to you. How are you today, Mrs. Lockery? Doing great. Doing great. Oh, that's good. So, where are you with the family this evening? Yeah, at Myrtle Beach with the family for Christmas, Carolina, South Carolina. You at Myrtle Beach? Oh my goodness, that is so nice. How it looks down there? Is it beautiful? Oh, it is so beautiful. The waves coming in, just even while we sit here at the kitchen table, it looks so beautiful outside. You can see out the wonder and see the ocean. Just, uh, it is uh, just looks so great. Oh my goodness! Is can you see the moon and the stars? Do you have a clear, uh, where you can see the heavens of God out there? Oh yes, yes. Oh, yes. uh, yes. how's the weather? I know it's cold by the ocean, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of cool this season. But not freezing cold, but just a little bit cool. Okay. Did you make any hot chocolate for the family? Oh, not yet. We made some coffee for the family. <laughs> I love coffee. Yeah. But with the children, we're going to make some cookies and cook some cakes later on with them grandchildren. Oh, that is so nice. Some cookies and cakes on this holiday season. First, Cindy, we thank you so much for sharing our dad on the radio station. I'd like to say hello to each one if it's okay with the apostle.
5: That's fine.
0: Can each one come on and just tell me their name and say hello?
2: Yes. Hello, my name is Cindy Mosley. That's my dad. Apostle Lockman is my father, Cindy (laughs) Mosley.
0: Cindy Mosley. My daughter's name is Cindy, too. Okay. All right, and let's hear from all of everybody. Come and say hello on the radio. Hey, my name is Faith Mosley. This is my grandpa and my grandma. Faith, hello to you. Hi. Let's keep going. Hello, my name is Destiny
1: Mosley. This is grandpa and grandpa. What's your name again? Destiny Mosley. Stephanie, okay.
0: Come on, let's hear hey. some more.
5: Hello, this is Maurice Mosley. Uh, this is my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, and
0: I married
5: his youngest daughter, Cindy Mosley.
0: Well, congratulations. Hello, everybody. Keep on. I want to hear everybody to say hello.
5: Yeah, we got one more. How you doing? <laughs> oh, my name is John Mosley.
0: John Mosley. I hear a lot of uh, biblical names in there. Faith and John. Oh, I hear it. Well, hello. What about any little grandbabies? Anybody small there to say hello to?
4: we they but we had them upstairs with my other daughter. You want to hear from them too?
1: Yes.
4: Well, she go get them down there. And they don't sure don't mind saying something. <laughs> they may take the mic. I might be over with when they get on. <laughs>
0: Well, they can all just say hi because I don't want to hold up your time. But what I'm going, okay. well, what I'm gonna do then? I'm gonna turn it over to you, Apostle. Feel free to read scripture, sing song, preach whatever you want. Again, we're listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy. He's out of Irwin, North Carolina. He's there with his first lady and his whole family. They have 20 grandkids. They are down Myrtle Beach, sitting out there, looking over the boardwalk in the heaven. So we speak to all the nations of the world, happy holidays, and we're going to turn it over to the man of God. He's in charge now. Amen.
4: Yes, we have the privilege to be down here at Myrtle Beach uh, with the family. You know, that's what Christians about love, not only love God, but love one another, love with the family. You know, and so we're going to hear, you know, before we go in the front, we're going to hear from heaven. From, from he- heaven, heaven, mostly. Say something, baby. Say anything you want to say. Say something. <laughs> hey. Merry Christmas. Okay. Zebediah, come on, say something. What's up? What's up? He's talking about what's up. Okay. <laughs> that was my grandbaby. So I don't have a rest because I got 20, but you got some different families. So I just got immediately one that lives with me <laughs> around about me. So uh, we certainly kind of the privilege to have our grandbaby to be down here uh uh, to bring in Christmas at murder Myrtle Beach. It's a blessing from the Lord, and we just certainly thank God. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off this afternoon with a prayer from my daughter, uh, Cindy Mosley. We ask you to extend your ears to hear what she pray.
2: I just thank God for the opportunity to be able to pray on tonight, and we understand that Jesus is the reason for the season. And right now, whatever you have on your heart and your mind of needing God to do according to his will, we're going to pray a prayer on the day that God will lift our very spirit and whatever he desires to do. But God, we thank you. We give you praise and glory for who you are. Even right now, God, we ask you, God, to forgive us for all our sins and our shortcomings, oh God. Make us open and wash us in your blood, oh God. Make us whiter than snow, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us, oh God. Right now, God, I pray for somebody, oh God, even now, God, that might be low, God, or might be feeling low at this point in time of their life, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you send the covenant angel to their house, oh God. Right now, lift their spirit, oh God, and remind them this season of what it's all about, your son, oh God. But lift their spirit, oh God. Right now, give them a joy, God. Where their joy been gone, God. Restore that joy. Restore that peace, oh God. Right now, even restore families during this time, oh God, where somebody might be separated or might feel like, okay, I don't think it can be done. But God, right now, show, oh God. Show them, God, your glory, God. Right now, God, manifest yourself before them right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Right now, go and begin to do a new work, oh God, like you've never done before, oh God. You are a great God and a mighty God, a God, that never failed, oh God. Even tonight, oh God, as we begin to live, oh God, you up, oh God, begin to encourage people, God. Let your spirit be all upon us, oh God. Right now that somebody life can change, oh God. And somebody feels that they can go ahead, oh God, and not give up, oh God. Right now, you are our hope. You are our peace, oh God. You are our very heartbeat, oh God. And we give you glory for this day, oh God. We give you praise for this day, because we haven't met nobody like you, God. Begin to move how you want to move. Say what you want to say. Be how you want to be, oh God. Cause you are a good God and a great God and a mighty God. Restore God. Restore like never before this particular night, oh God. Right now, even if you're laying on the line, oh God. I pray over her, oh God, for this great work that she's doing, God, that you strengthen her. From the crown of her head to the sword of her feet. Mm-hmm. stressing her even more, God, to get this word out, to get these messages out, oh God. For people's lives can change, oh God. And bless her indeed, oh God. For being faithful to the call. Bless her and large territory, God. Right now in the name of Jesus, God. Let there be a flow in her life that never ran out, God. The blessing of the Lord that make any riches and no sorrow, God. But we pray even over our pastor, as he begin to bring forth this, this message of hope, God. That you touch him, oh God. And begin to touch him. And as you touch him, oh God, you touch the people, God. In the name of Jesus, God. But this prayer we pray because we believe you, God, and we love you, God. We give you praise oh God. And Jesus' name
4: we pray. Amen. 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 Everybody say man. Amen. amen. We certainly thank God for the service us this far. And the prayers have been prayed and the words have been spoken about grandbaby. And thank God for my lovely wife the first lady who has been with me thirty seven years of ministry. Thirty seven years of pastorship. But in my backbone. Oh my God, been there for me. They said, but "I had a good man, a good woman, and truly that has been so with me. I've had a good woman behind to help be my strength, oh, God." So now we're going to hear uh, a few words from our son-in-law concerning the reason uh, for this season, the reason why, what Christmas means to him, uh, Maurice Mosley, Elder Maurice Mosley.
0: And if we uh, can speak in the in the uh, mic so I can hear him a little bit clear, speak in the mic. I,
5: I truly uh, thank everybody for allowing me to speak on tonight. Um uh, my father in law wanted me to say a little something what Christmas means to me. Uh Christmas is, is about love. It's about it's about love and and, and having having a, a joyful time and, and a peaceful time. Um and and the main thing um uh, is Christmas is is for it's the reason the reason for Christmas is for is Jesus coming. Uh, to to save the world. But but I, I, to me, I, I think it's for love, um, not about the gifts. I know that everybody's going out and, and they're going Christmas shopping, they're spending all their money and all this and that. But the but the real reason for it is for the love of Jesus, to show the love to the family, to show the love to the people that's out there in the world that really need it. That's what um, Christmas is all about. It's all about showing that love and that joy and that peace. Uh, and not about the toys, not about the about the uh, the finest uh, wash or the finest clothes that people be buying everybody, and uh, and being broke. But it's about showing love, showing them that that you that the family come together and and, and, and as one and showing love. That's what Christmas is all about.
4: Yes, yes, yeah, y'all hear that? That's wonderful. That doesn't know what Christmas is all about—love, L-O-V-E. L-O-V-E. Mm-hmm. Jesus mentioned that in the thirteenth chapter. He said that doing all these other things and having not love, we like a of bread and a taking the summer. Now, first lady, I'm gonna tell you why she <laughs> feel what Christmas means. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Christmas means to me is about family coming together in love and unity. Together, together is hope. Together, when you together with your family, you can do great mighty things with the Lord. And all. Just the Lord, but each other, you have each other back. You're not talking about how one another back as a family, but you having each other as a family with hope and showing love towards your grandbabies, your daughters, your cousins, your uncles, your aunts and sisters and brothers. You showing them love. It's all about love. Like my brother-in-law, my son-in-law said, it's about love. We showing love at Christmas time. Not only our family have love, we can take that love that we have in our heart and share it with people, broken homes, broken homes, uh single women, or uh, uh, bruised women, are uh, uh, just show it to everyone, not only us, not only my family, the Lockman family, the Moses family, but the family that don't have nothing that we can take our time and show them love. It don't have to be at Christmas. It can be the whole year round showing love of oh, God. Love is in your heart. And be concerned about your neighbor. Uh, When's the last time you asked your neighbor, is you doing okay? Can I do something for you? we put supposed to be concerned about our brother. You're our neighbors, who are, who is our neighbor, the people down the street, around us. And when the last time you stopped and, and, and gave a homeless person, showed him some love or bought with him something to eat, or tell him that I buy you some socks, or, or gloves to put on your hand or toe wagon to put on your head, it's so cold outside in the wintertime. We need to show more love. Christmas is about love. The love of Jesus came to us. He gave his only son for us jesus he was born for us for our sins so we need to be more loved and that's what is all about christmas all about is love
4: all right you should heard that from the first lady of the burning bush church telling us what love is all about isn't that wonderful well love you know my dad told me a long time ago. my grandfather did too love that don't give ain't no love you can't eat nothing you can't, put nothing be, you can't put nothing between two slices of bread when there ain't no two slices of bread that are putting nothing in. So my dad always said when you come, come with something in your hand. That's what I love it about. Love don't have to say a word, but it can do a lot. So now we're going to get ready to hear a, a selection or two from, from, from Faith Mosley, uh, Desley Mosley, John Mosley, and, and Cindy Mosley. Just give him a few moments before we go into the ministry. They're going to sing a song of encouragement. To lift up your spirit, Amen. Okay, y'all take this. Y'all got to be close.
0: You still there?
4: Yes, I'm there. We set it up. Set it up.
3: Thank you.
1: I okay.
4: How about that? How about Jesus? Will? How about he'll fight my battle if I just keep still? We get in so much trouble trying to do it ourselves. Amen. And they let us know tonight that he will fight our battle if we just keep still. He ain't failed no, no battle yet. Oh, ain't no battle that God have not failed for me. And I'm sure he had been knowing that God failed for you. Many times the devil will tell us God failed, but he just lying to you. God never failed. Let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. If you just be patient one more time, you're just going to give us one more selection and then we're going to give you the word. Amen, amen. Let's get that. That's our blessing in itself. Amen, amen, amen. So they're getting ready to just give you one more selection. Amen. Yes, they're making preparation. Let's be, give us a moment. I'm going to share with you. Amen. It's just a blessing to be here. Uh allowing God to have his way and down here at the beach, amen. Just a blessing. Praise God. All righty. Okay. God be the glory. All right, they're getting ready to come. Let us adore him. Amen. Oh come. Christ the Lord. Certainly we want to adore him this holiday season. We thank God for my grandbabies and my daughter and my singing so wonderful, woman, our heart, letting us know, oh, come, let us adore him. The whole world needs to adore him because He greatly he's great to be praised. He's worthy to be praised in times like these. And we do want to thank God for just that. Now we're going to get into the word of God, amen. But we know it says now in the chapter 2, of God's Word. It said in chapter 2 of the Word of God, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, which is Judeo, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, he the wife, been great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the day was accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. And there was in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. They was not... lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with a great angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards all men. We're going to pause there on that 14th verse. We want to talk tonight. We're always talking about Jesus and the manger and Mary and the baby and the wise men and the shepherd. But I want to talk about the reason for all this in the first place. The shepherd said over here, the angel said uh, in the 10th verse, and the angel of the Lord said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I want to talk tonight on, on about joy. There's never been such a time now that we see such a sad Christian generation. You walk around now you see Christians everywhere and they look so sad. They look so despondent. They look as though God had done left them. The act though God done, done took his joy somewhere and, and hid it from them. They, they walk around with a frown on their face. They complain. They said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't what, what, where, how I'm going to get out of this. What am I going to do now? Where am I going to go? This is too big for me. I don't know where I'm going to make it through this. I'm about to give up. I'm about to throw in the towel. And that's what Satan wanted to do. But God came to give us joy. Now, you got to go through the trial anyway, so why not go through it with joy? Satan don't want us to go through our trials with joy because he knows, we're going to come out victorious every time. So what he comes to do is he gets into our circumstances. He get in our situation. He get in our lifestyle. He, 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 he get in our everyday activity, and he tries to steal all the joy out of it so we'll walk around with sadness and, and despondent and disappointment and with a frown on our face all day long today. Because, see, remember, if the scripture said that the joy of the Lord is our strength, Satan knows that also. So he's going to take the very word that he knows will strengthen us and try to take it from us so that we can't get the strength we need to to endure our trials and tests. See, he'll cause us to be so busy day by day. We're so busy we won't read the word. We're so busy we won't fast, we won't pray. The only time we fast is to pray when we're going through a trial and a test, and that's the wrong time to wait till you go through a trial and test to pray. It's best to pray before you get into the trial and test, then you'll have more strength when you go through the trial and test. So what's what Satan doesn't try to do is steal the word of God out of our hearts, amen, or steal the word of God out of our mind. take the, the hunger, take the desire, the word from us. And when he do that, then he got the victory. You know, and see, that's what happened to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was going through more time and time and looked like the, the, the children of Israel were, uh, were just, just just tormenting him and they didn't believe in him, and, and they only came to listen to him because, because he was preaching. They said he sounded like a beautiful song. They didn't come to hear the word to be healed. They didn't come to hear the word to be delivered. They didn't come to hear the word to get a breakthrough. They came just to put a show on and laugh at him while he preached the word. And he got so discouraged until he said, I ain't going to preach no more. He said, I'll never say another word about God. He said, but the word burnt like fire down in my sanctified soul. Jeremiah realized that the word of God is so powerful. Even when you want to give up, even when you want to quit, it won't let you quit. It'll burn down on the end. Size. So God comes to give us joy. And Satan, you know, if he can get our joy, he got our strength. Now, remember, the children of Israel were going through. This was a time they was in bondage. They were in bondage by Caesar. They were in bondage by the Romans, and they had to pay tribute to Caesar and pay tribute to Roman. and they had been in bondage for a long time. Uh, they had preachers, but the preachers didn't have no anointing. They had preachers, that, but, 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 you know, they didn't have no form of godliness. All they were doing was preaching for their own self, and they were spiritually they were spiritually unmarried. They was not fed, and they didn't have nobody that cared enough for their soul. So they were starving in the spiritual realm, but Jesus came, he came and he brought joy, for he said the spirit of the Lord was upon him, and he have anointed me to preach the priest of gospel uh, to the poor, and set the captives free, and set at liberty those that are bruised. And this is what's going on in the world today. People are bruised. People are bound. People are burdened. People are broken. People are in depressed. People are in anxiety. Oh, it's so much sad to hear that somebody rich. I mean, you would think that someone rich would have every reason to live, but someone rich to take their lives. someone rich to commit suicide, someone with everything in the world, and yet they they kill themselves and said, "I don't have no reason to live," leaving notes saying that I was sad. How can you be sad in a world full of people? But well, because they allow the the, the the enemy to torment them, because they didn't have Jesus, they didn't have the one that keeper, uh, who the one that makes all the difference in everything we do. Jesus is not only the reason for the season, but in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. So we certainly want to thank God for Jesus. We want to thank him because he's our everything. He's our strength when we're weak. He's the lifter up of our head. He's everything that we need in times like these. And so God saw the, the, the need. Of, and he told him going to send them a Savior. He was going to send them a Redeemer. He was going to send somebody to bring them back to them because they had backslidden from the Lord. They allowed the the laws of the land. They allowed their, their activities. They allowed the, their lifestyle to pull them away from the Lord. But the angel said that night, oh, that a Savior is born. Oh, who's going to bring joy Oh, my, i tell you what. its something about joy. When God gives you joy, even though you're going through, it, it, it makes the load that much lighter. It, it either load, you still got the load, but it looks like joy takes the weight out of the load. And God wants us to have joy in the midst of our trials, joy in the midst of our testing, joy in the midst of our going through, because it's important that we have this joy. And what joy? The joy is in Jesus. If we don't have Jesus, then we don't have the joy that God is talking about. We may have money, joy. We may have home joy, we may have business joy, we may have wealth joy, you know, we have, may have material joy, but those joy will leave us. But, but this joy that I have, the old folks used to sing that song, this joy that I have, the world didn't give this joy to me, and the world didn't take it away. So we see here that in these days and time, that Caesar Augustus has sent a degree out that all the world should be taxed. This is something that had never been done before, and, 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 and so for that reason, the people had to obey the decree and, and, and do what it was what was told to do and go to their province, just like we have to do today whenever, whenever we go vote. We just don't go vote anywhere. We had to go vote to the city or go vote to the province or go vote to the neighborhood that we're in in order for the vote to be counted. We go anywhere else, they won't find our name in the book and they won't accept it. So, So Mary and Joseph had to go to Judea or go to Jerusalem because that's where his prophet was, the lineage of David. That was his kinfolk. And so that's where he had to go. Now, understand, they did not know that the baby was going to be born when they got to Jerusalem. They didn't know this. All Mary knew was that she would go in there with her husband, pay her tax, and she would come back home. And you know how most lady is—they find out from the doctor uh, uh, when the baby's going to be born, and, and and they prepare for that time and try not to be out of place when that time comes. So no doubt, Mary's doctor probably going to tell her that that baby was going to be born no time soon. And but 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 for some reason or uh she missed that apartment, and the baby ended up being born in a place that she wasn't expecting had to be born and understand that there was no room in the end it wasn't because they were mad at mary and mad at god and mad at jesus and they were trying to be mean towards them see when the decree went out for everybody to pay taxes people came from all over the world from all province and they beat mary and joseph to the city and so all the rooms were occupied because people had got there before they did and took all the room but somebody was kind enough to allow them to go down to a stable and told them that there was room down there in the stable. And they went down there, and they found out there was room in the stable. And while they were there, the Bible said she brought forth a child, her firstborn, and wrapped them in swaddling clothes, which were clothes that were laying all over the fence, clothes that they used to clean the animals off. Because Mary didn't bring no blanket, and she didn't bring no baby clothes. She didn't bring nothing to take care of no baby when she because she thought she was going to make home have the baby, but she had the baby while she was there. And so for that reason, she had to take a, 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 a trough, which was used for the cow to eat out of, and fix it and put hay in it so that she could lay her baby and wrap it with a little bit of clothes that she had. It would prophesied that this would be so, not because God wanted to be, but because God sees the future. And God saw that Mary was going to be born in the stable. She's going to lay the baby in a manger. So God just, just prophesied. God don't prophesy something he may happen. He prophesied what he sees happening. And so God saw that this was already happening. So the word went forth, the baby shall be born. And, and wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. But the, aunt, but the but the shepherd said, this baby came to brought joy. I wonder why this this baby came to brought joy when he was a baby, and now that we, we he a grown man, we, we act like he makes us sad. We act like it's a disappointing thing to be born again. We act like it's unhappiness to be a Christian. We walk around, and, and if people got to be saved based on our look, there'll be a lot of folks because we don't act like that being saved mean anything. But I come out and tell you this out of Salvation is the best thing ever can happen to anybody. And there was not no room back there for Jesus in the end because the room will fill up. But I ask the question is, what about in you? What about the end on the inside of you? Why, why, why is there no room in you? Why is there no room in me? Why is, there, why is there no room in us to allow Jesus to come on the inside? We got room for our business. We got room for our wives. We got room for our husbands we got room for our children, but we don't have room for Jesus. And God wants us to have room for him. God died on the cross that we might make room for him. He said he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants us to live an everlasting life. Not only do he want us to be prosperous here in the world, but he wants us to live eternity in heaven. So we're going to have to get our act together, get our folks together, and open up and let God get on the inside. We don't have to do like they did in Jerusalem, and there'd be no room in the end. Because he said, Behold, I stand at the door now. He said, If any man would open up the door and let me in, I'll come and sit with him and he with me. The best thing ever could happen to anybody, I'll tell you today, is to allow Jesus on the inside. That's the greatest gift that you could give today is give yourself to the Lord. That's the greatest gift you can give. All the other things, it's just temporary. They're going to pass away. But if you give yourself to God, that's the greatest gift that you give. God wants you. He said he wished that none perished, but all couldn't repent. And he gave Jesus to us that we might give ourselves to him because we are his instrument. We, we, we are his vessels. For the Bible says he dwells on the inside of us. We are the instrument of God. And we, when they say that the world will know no God than, than what's on the inside of us, we got to allow him to use us so that we can make a difference in other people's lives. So we need to stop and pause and take a, 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 a inventory of ourselves where are we at in god how much god is in us how much are we allowing god to be in us because see god can do more up for to in us than we can do for ourselves but we struggle the only time we want him is whenever we we get in a crisis whenever we get in a problem whenever we get sick and look like we're going to lead the world then we want him but God wants us to want him now. Want him. The Bible said in, 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 in Ecclesiastes, remember the Lord in the days of thy youth before our evil days, draw night. God wants want people to remember him when they're young. Before they get all old and wore out and caught up on drugs and alcohol and and there's anything going on in the world. God wants you while while your mind is fresh, while your body is fresh, while you're full of energy, while you're full of strength, that he can use you for the glory of his. So we certainly bless the Lord for his word because his word is true right by itself, and we need to open up and let the Lord come. He said, behold, he said, one little girl said in a statement, she said, whenever the, I get to heaven, I want to go and look at the, at, the, at the Lord's hand, look at his knuckle, and just see how sore they is, because he knocked a long time for me. And I imagine he knocked a long time for all of us. We all need to go look at his knuckles and see how sore they are, because some, he's still knocking, and we won't let him come in. God wants us to go to heaven. He wants us to live an eternal life Oh, oh, but we we get up every morning with a mindset to serve the devil. We get up every morning with a mindset to do the wrong thing. The devil don't even have to beckon to us. We already get up with a mind to to serve him. The Bible says God knows the ways of the the righteous, but the ungodly shall perish. And God does not want us to perish. He wants us to go to heaven when we die. He wants us to live a life that is pleasing in his sight. So certainly we thank God for the service this afternoon. We thank God for my daughter and for my son-in-law and all those that participated to bring this service to you. And my last sin will be open up and let Jesus in. He's standing at the door. He's knocking. He's saying, day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Whoever you might be, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know him in the part of your sins, then you need to open up now. You need to, you're trying to solve your problem, and your problem is getting worse and worse. You're trying to find the answer when the answer is right there in front of you. Jesus is the answer in a, in a time like this. Jesus is the answer to a dying world. Jesus is the answer to COVID. Uh, Jesus is the answer to AIDS. Uh, 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 Jesus is the answer to all these uncurable disease. Jesus is the answer to alcohol. Jesus is the answer. He can deliver you from your alcoholicness. He can deliver you from your drug addiction. He can deliver you from your habit, no matter what habit it is. The Bible said that when he was nailed on the tree, all our hang-ups and habit were nailed on the tree, too. Other words, he already died on the cross to give you victory over your habit, victory over your hang-up. You may say, Apostle, oh, I've been doing this a long time, and I ain't no way I can get victory. I done tried. I done went to the all kind of places trying to get help. I, I, I went to all kinds of organizations, and, and I come out the same. Well, you ain't went to Jesus, because if you go to Jesus, I declare he'll deliver you. He'll set you free from every habit. He'll set you free from every hanger and no, no, every stronghold. I don't care what it is. If you give it to Jesus, he will deliver you, because he is a deliverer. He had the power because of the anointing, the yoke is broken, and the burden is lifted. But we don't really give it to him. We say we give it to him. But if you really give it to him, I know he is a deliverer, because he delivered me. when I came to him off of drugs. He delivered me out of alcohol. I the really needles up my vein, but he delivered me. I didn't go to, have to go to no rehab. I didn't have to go to no, no anonymous. But, but I gave it to the Lord, and he delivered me. He took the hand habit away. He took the desire away. He took the want away. So where there is no want, there is no desire. Where there is no desire, there is no temptation. Let me say that again. Where there is no want, there is no desire, and where there is no desire, there is no temptation. What God does to take the want away, we need to we need to pray God take the want away. So when God take that want away, then the desire is gone, and when the desire is gone, the temptation is gone. That's the kind of God here. He's a deliverer. That's why He said that the Holy Ghost comes. See, so we want to be saved, but we don't want the Holy Ghost. We got to go further in salvation. We got to let the Holy Ghost get on the inside. God, the Holy Ghost burns up the chaff. What that chaff is is that mess in our lives that don't want to go nowhere, that hang up, them issues in our life that are destroying us. These things in our life that are tearing up our marriage and tearing up our home and tearing up our job and dividing with our children and and tearing up the choir and tearing up the church. These things that seem like we don't want to let go that is ungodly. That the Holy Ghost, Paul, John said, I baptize you with water, but the not come after me before before I. He said, he's mighty, and I said, I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie his shoes. John said he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost, and that with a mighty burning fire. So get Jesus and get the Holy Ghost, and I guarantee you he'll burn up the child. We thank you for listening this afternoon. We pray we'll said something that, that life changes, something that will make a difference in your life, that, that will take you into the new year with a brand new outlook. Let Jesus in, and you will never be the same. Amen.
0: Hello? Amen and Amen. Uh, Pastor,
4: will you give us a Christmas prayer, please? Yes, precious Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, in behalf of, of, of everyone that is listening. God, this COVID, this last year or two or three, this virus had come to, it had took the lives of many, Lord, and left many loved ones without a loved one. It was so much bereavement in the land, so much sorrows in the land, God. People have lost their jobs. People have lost their homes. People have lost their businesses, oh, God. And they're depressed, God. They're heavy-weighted. They don't know what to do. But I ask you to look at them and have mercy. So scour them right now. But you said you were tempted in every area, and you might scour through at the time of need. I ask you to be with these people, God, people that are depressed, people that are in anxiety. People that are suicide state. People that want to take their mind. I bind up that suicide demon. I bind up that suicide spirit. I come against that spirit of animosity. I come against that spirit of depression. I, I come against that spirit of anxiety, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and that you would give them hope, God, and you would send an angel to them. You send your angel with minister to the angel. Send the minister to those the household of faith. I ask you to send your angels now, God. Send your angels to minister to those God in despair, those that are depressed. those that are at the, the lowest state, Though they don't can't see their way, God. They don't, they about to lose their home, God. They're about to lose their job, God. So that their health won't get no better. So not, the COVID left them in a bad situation. But by your sight they heal, God. In the name of Jesus. Your blood is efficient, God. To give them the victory, God. In your blood is the answer to all that they're going through, God. And I ask you to strengthen them where they weak, to build them up where they're torn down, help them to look up and not down, God, so they can look into the heels with coming to hell, knowing all the help coming from the Lord. Restore their health, God. Restore what the COVID has done, God. Give them back their breathing. Give them back their strength. Give them back strength in their body, God. You said in the 40th chapter, you will mount them up with wing like an eagle. They'll be able to run and not be weary. They'll be able to walk and not faint. You keep that home together. It is about to break up. You bring that home back together. They have broken up. You do it, God. You fix it. You work out all these things, God. In the name of Jesus, show them that you're able. Show them you can. Show them that you will. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen and amen. Would you put your daughter on the phone who prayed earlier? I want her to put her her mouth right in the um, microphone. I'd like her to pray again. It was so beautiful and we couldn't hear her as clear. Will she come back and put uh, and do it again? Yeah, we
4: couldn't hear you clearly. But yes. <laughs> Hello.
0: Yes, I can hear you now. Come on, pray. Can you hear me? Okay.
2: All right. We thank God for the opportunity to be able to pray again.
0: But whatever you have on your heart
2: or your mind at this point, I'm gonna pray, and we believe in God. God, we thank you and give you glory and honor and praise for who you are. There's nobody like you that compared to you, God. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise how great and how mighty you are, oh God. You are awesome in your ways, oh God. Just for allowing us to wake up this morning, God, we say thank you for being good, oh God. But even now, God, we ask you to forgive us for all our sins and our wrongdoing, oh God. Right now, God, we ask you to move over somebody, God, that's in low in spirit now, God. We ask you to give them hope and give them peace, oh God. We bind up the hand of the enemy, O oh God, in every devouring spirit, O oh God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus, right now, that you make ways, O oh God. You always, already made a way, O oh God, that you even allow us to see the way made, O oh God. Right now, God, we praise you and give you glory, O oh God. Move all through the houses, O oh God. Right now where somebody feeling like they can't go on, God, move through the house, God. Give the father hope. Give the mother hope, God. Give the children hope, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, for this is your season, O God. And we pray, O God, right now, remind us of just what the season is, O God. Right now, that even during this season, we show love, O God. Give us more love, O God, in our heart and in our mind and in our spirit, O God. Right now, in the name of somebody in the hospital, somebody in the rest home, God, that need your help, that need your healing, O God. We pray, God, that you go there, God. Show them your glory. Show them, O God, that by your stripes they already healed, God. Show them your glory, O God. Right now, let the blood begin to run through the bay. O oh God, right there where they sleeping at, oh God, let it run through their body right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that limbs come back together, oh God, that blind eyes be open, oh God, that cancer have to drop in the name of Jesus, oh God, we trust you, God, and believe you, God, in the name of Jesus, no sickness or disease can touch our body and be able to live, oh God, so we declare over these bodies, oh God, that even we bear the uh, 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 infirmities, oh God, right now of, of the week, oh God, but right now we lift them up, oh God. In the name of Jesus we lift them up, oh God And we pray over them, oh God That right now, God, that you be with them, oh God That you right now wipe away away the tears from their eyes, God Letting them know, reminding them who you are And what you can do, oh God This is your season, oh God And we pray, oh God Right now, God, that you move how you want to move And bless the young lady on the phone, oh God Bless her indeed, oh God Right now, enlarge her very territory, oh God Right now, you see what she's doing, oh God And what she's doing, oh God, concerning you, God Right now, in the name of Jesus God. We pray, oh God, that right now you do great things for her. Even more, even enlarging these borders, oh God. Right now that people can get the word, oh God, and the name of Jesus. But God, we bless you for this night and we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. That is so beautiful. May I hear from the first lady again?
4: Yes, you may. Yes,
0: yes. To God be the Lord. I just want to wish everybody out there. A happy Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. And we thank you, Apostle Linus, to talk with you tonight and share our family with you. And we thank you so much. Amen and amen. Do you have a word you'd like to give to the mothers and the children during this time of the holiday? Some mothers get disappointed that they're not able to do for the kids. What word would you give them, First Lady? Yes, when mothers that's going through that you don't have to give to your children, you at Christmas time, you pray that God will make a way for you to be able to get them something. God will touch somebody's heart to bring the children and be able to help you out. But if you don't get you no, know, you explain to your child that I'm not able to get you nothing at this Christmas time. But you just hold on, baby. We're going to be able to get some and give them a hug and tell them you love them in the midst of while you're going through that they'd be very understanding. You can set your tree down, and sometimes talk with them, and they'd be very understanding that, you know, you're the only one, you're a single parent, you're the only one working in the house and you're paying the light bill. and and, and the light bill and the water bill and all them bills. And sometimes you have to explain to your child that you're not able to buy them that new outfit, them Nikes, uh, them Jordans. You're not able to afford that right now. But if they just hold on, just let you keep working, God is going to make a way for the baby to get the Jordans and the Nikes. You have to explain sometimes, just talk to your child, that you're not able to do that this year. But if you just keep holding on, you're going to be able to do it. And who else you say say something to? Amen and amen. So, and children, be very thankful. Whatever your mama can for you, whatever she able to give you. You be thankful. Don't be walking out of the room stomping. You didn't get me that slamming doors and stuff. Your mama did what she can able to do for you. So be thankful for whatever she able to give you. And love your mama. Love your mama, children, teenagers. Uh, be understanding to your mama and she's a single parent trying to make needs for you and her. So be understanding. Then the women is married and and and, and got a husband and he's seen not to be able to work or something going on in his life too not able to work. Or uh, got a sickness or whatever. Be understanding young people. Be obedient to your parents. Listen to them. Don't talk bad to them. Love your parents and appreciate them. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. You have any clothes, remarks, Apostle? Is there a little grandbaby? Anybody want to say anything else?
4: Yeah. No, we're good. They're upstairs. Yeah, they're good. We just sir, thank you for this opportunity to let me, our family, uh, minister this afternoon at the beach to be able to say something, encourage someone to lift up their spirit.
0: Amen and amen. And we thank God for Archbishop and the great opportunity to be on her radio station. God bless you all. Happy holidays to you and Merry Christmas. Thank you, woman of God, daughter, granddaughter, brother-in-law, the whole Lacomie family. Thank you so much. We'll let Dad say the closing remarks and we will uh, close out with another hymn or song. God bless you.
4: Yes, God bless you. May the Lord keep watch it's with me and thee why we are absent, one from another, amen.
0: Amen. They drive!
1: They drive! They drive! They drive! night and today. So instead of complaining, I learned how to lift them hands, look up toward heaven, and say, Sancho. complain I know it's time to go home but I won't complain I used to but I won't I could but I won't I won't I won't
0: Just heard from Apostle Lockamy in the Burning Bush Church. We thank you so much for tuning in again. We hopefully will have Apostle Alexander Lockamy again next week. You can hear him again on Thursday from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. God bless you and happy holidays. Goodbye.
2: 18 plus.